Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. It is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are continuing our five-part spotlight on jazz legend Wayne Shorter. This is part three. Uh, part three, we are going to be taking a look at Wayne's input into the fusion band that he co-led with keyboardist Joe Zavinul, titled Weather Report. It was one of the biggest bands in the entire fusion era that spawned off of the electric forays that Miles Davis started in the late 60s, early 70s. It was only one of many, many fusion bands, but it was one of the best. <clears throat> many, many of Miles Davis's sidemen throughout his groundbreaking fusion albums, such as In a Silent Way and Bitches Brew, went off to form their own fusion outfits. Tony Williams started the Tony Williams Lifetime. John McLaughlin started the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Chick Corea went to form the band Return to Forever, uh, initially with Erto Moreira, and eventually settled on a quartet with Aldi Miola, Lenny White, and Stanley Clark. And of course, there was Herbie Hancock with the Headhunters that made many funky jazz rock infused hits such as Chameleon and Actual Proof. But one of the biggest names in the fusion era of jazz was Weather Report. It, it had a rotating cast throughout many of its albums but the one constant were the two co-leaders, which were Joe Zavinul, who actually wrote Miles Davis's In a Silent Way, and saxophonist Wayne Shorter, who had been with Miles since 1964, and Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers before that. Both Wayne and Joe were composing legends in their own right by the time that they formed the supergroup Weather Report. So, Sit back, relax, and enjoy these 12 tracks focusing on Wayne Shorter and his output within the jazz supergroup Weather Report. Only here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Enjoy. Thank you. 
weather report yeah so we're going kind of chronologically you know for this episode featuring uh wayne shorter's input into the fusion band that he co-led with joseph weather report and um the very first track we heard was a track called tears from their 1971 debut album Weather Report by Weather Report. Uh, Tears was a tune composed by Wayne Shorter. And, um, you know, a lot of folks, after Wayne and Joe kind of broke away from Miles Davis, post-Bitches Brew, it seemed as if a lot of jazz fusion fans really wanted these offshoot bands like Return to Forever, Mahavishnu Orchestra, Headhunters, and Weather Report to be as aggressive or as overt as Miles Davis's grooves were. Uh, very in-your-face kind of music. Uh, but that's the beauty of spawning off all these different bands with their various personalities. They weren't copycat bands. They were unique and individualistic within their own right, which is really cool. Um, you know, in retrospect, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but still. Um, so a lot of people, when Weather Report, they had a lot of buzz about the band. And when they finally, and they were already signed to Columbia Records, the same record company that Miles Davis is signed to. So when they came out with their debut album, self-entitled Weather Report album, a lot of uh, people were kind of underwhelmed. They're like, 
what the hell is this? You know what I mean? And the truth of the matter is, is it was like its own entity that evolved in its own way. And whenever it's in capable hands, such as Joe Zavino and Wayne Shorter, you know you're going to be in good hands. It just might not be what you expect. So I think it's pretty well summed up in something that Joe Zavino said in the line of notes here. Um, he said, This music is a soundtrack for your imagination and head. It's as if the soundtrack stems from one musical personality having distinct parts. Two from Eastern Europe, one from Brazil, and two from the United States. And, of course, he's alluding to the members of the band who were, for that track, the very first track, Joe Zavinul on keyboards, Wayne Shorter on soprano sax, Miroslav Vitus on the bass, Erto Moreira on the percussion, and Alphonse Muzon on the drums. It's really interesting because Zavino goes on to say, we always solo and we never solo. And that's kind of interesting. Um, all the players are kind of present all or most of the time playing their respective instruments in this democratic kind of free-for-all environment. So they were kind of in a in a sense space jamming but not in the same way that Miles Davis was. So right away you you kind of had the sense that weather report was going to be a different animal than the Miles Davis electric groups that had just very soon preceded it. So uh yeah, so that's kind of the basis of where the band started. And then by the next album in 1972, which was I Sing the Body Electric, there were some different things going on. Because you'll notice that um, there was a guitar in that metal track. And that metal track is called The Moors, uh, which was a tune written by Wayne Shorter as well. And besides Joe Zavino on electric and acoustic keyboards, Wayne Shorter on reeds, Miroslav Vitus on the bass, Eric Gravat on the drums, Dom Amromeo on the percussion. We also heard Ralph Towner on a 12-string guitar. That's right, the exact same Ralph Towner of ECM fame. And one of the things that's notable about Weather Report is... I think they really only used guitar once on anything. And I think this was it. It was their second album. Because whether and there's plenty of stuff that sounds kind of like guitars, but it was actually like either harmonics on the electric bass or it was a different kind of keyboard setting to kind of mimic the sound of a guitar. But there's always usually drums and percussion, bass, saxophone, and keyboards. There's no guitar. And that really kind of separated uh, Weather Report from a lot of its other fusion contemporaries in that with Return of Forever, you had Aldi Miola, who is a guitar master. With 
the Mahavishnu Orchestra, you had um, John McLaughlin, who is a guitar god, right? And even with uh, some of the Headhunters things, you know what I mean? There was some, you know, guitars in some of the fusion projects there. But with Weather Report, that was kind of a big no-no. They didn't want to be like that. So the fact that Wayne coerced <laughs> Joe to let Ralph come in on, on a track, especially that early in the band's recorded history, I think, well, that's that's pretty interesting. You know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, so The Moors. It's, it's a beautiful tune that's uh, uh, well-written, well-arranged, and uh, well-presented. And you can kind of start to see a, a style kind of forming at this point, you know? This kind of free, floaty kind of style between the first two tracks. And then by the time we get to the third track, which is from the 1973 Weather Report album, Sweet Nighter, they blow all that out of the water. And <laughs> it's really interesting. So Nonstop Home is a tune, again, composed by composing great Wayne Shorter. And... It's Wayne Shorter on the soprano saxophone, Eric Gravatt, and Herschel Dwellingham on the drums. Andrew White is on the bass. Dom Amromeo is on percussion. A bunch of percussion instruments. And Joe Zavinol is on the synthesizer and the acoustic piano. And that is one of the funkiest groove tracks with very heavy groove, very heavy rhythm. It's very in your face and it's it is very overt. It is you know a, an aggressive kind of a beat. So it it's very interesting um how you know just between within three albums um and in three songs you can hear some major developmental shifts within the band just within that very first set so you know that there is more great music coming so i'm not going to take up too much time i've got little stories and anecdotes and things that i want to say but i'm not going to like take all the oxygen out of the this first break so uh again thank you so much for listening uh we are doing our five-part spotlight on the late great wayne shorter who passed away March 2nd, 2023. And this is part three, um, The Mysterious Traveler, Wayne Shorter in Weather Report. And um, yeah, remember, if we are on all, wherever you find your podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcast, TuneIn, Podbean. So if you know somebody who would really dig this music, Please share it with them. Remember, we're not making a dime off this. We actually have to pay in order to upload this podcast. So please spread the love. It is a labor of love on our part if you know somebody who would really dig this music. Um, and if you're trying to write down tracks, we've got you covered. Just check out our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast. D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find out all the tracks artist album artwork in the order in which they're played for every episode plus if you go to the top and click contact you can write us an email tell us some of your favorite wayne shorter stories anecdotes songs or your favorite weather report songs uh, and anecdotes so and we'd love to hear from you and we will write you back 
So without further ado, let's get to another great set of Weather Report music featuring our spotlighted artist, Wayne Shorter.
some really stellar tracks in that set. So we started off first with the Wayne Shorter composition, Mysterious Traveler. I gave you a little foreshadowing in the last set break there. And this album comes from 1974 uh, of an album by the exact same title. And of course, on this album is Joe Zavino, Wayne Shorter, Alfonso Johnson, Miroslav Vitus, Ishmael Wilburn, and Dom Um Romeo. Lots of lots of great tunes on this this album. Uh, American Tango, Cucumber Slumber, Jungle Book, Scarlet Woman, Nubian Sundance. Yeah, just man. I tell you what, Mysterious Traveler. This really broke new ground for Weather Report. You know. And it's just, trust me, if you haven't heard the album, do yourselves a favor. Go listen to that album right now. Uh, in the middle of that set, we heard another Wayne Shorter original, which we're not going to hear all Wayne Shorter originals in this particular episode, but a very high number of them, just so you know. Uh, but we heard Lusitanos. Uh, which is by Wayne Shorter, and it comes off the 1975 album Tail Spinning. Not T-A-I-L, as in the tail of a plane, but Tail, as in a tall tale. T-A-L-E. Tail Spinning. And it featured Wayne Shorter on the soprano and the tenor saxophone, Joe Zavinul on acoustic piano, Tonto, ARP 2600, and the organ. Alfonso Johnson on the electric bass, Alirio Lima on the percussion, and Nadugu Chancellor on drums, timpani, and marching cymbals. And um, it's interesting, the little liner notes here, uh, because it said the Wayne Shorter penned Lusitanos is a model of understatement as this vehicle serves to satisfy legions who delight in the manner in which Wayne adapts his tenor outings to the new band's music. This is as close as Weather Report ever gets to being just outright funky, with Johnson's bass lines fitting hand-in-glove with Chancellor's brilliant drumming. The tenor solo is seemingly Shorter's reminder that he is, after all, from funky Newark, New Jersey, as Wayne reaches deep into his old R&B bag. And for all his not inconsiderable gifts as soloist and composer, Zavinul demonstrates here and throughout the entire album that no one accompanies better or similarly. So, yep. Um, this is a really good album. Uh, it's got some great tracks on there, too. The Man in the Green Shirt, uh, an homage to Miles Davis, written by Joe Zavinul. Uh, five Short Stories, Between the Thighs, Badia. Freezing Fire, yeah, it's just a fantastic... I mean, there's not a bad Weather Report album out there, just so you know. Uh, and then we ended that set with the Wayne Shorter original tune, Elegant People, from the 1976 landmark album, Black Market. And that featured Joe Zavinul on Grand Piano, Rhodes Electric Piano, ARP 2600, the Oberheim Polyphonic Synthesizer, and various orchestrations. Wayne Shorter on soprano and tenor saxophones, as well as the 
Computone Lyricon. Uh, Alfonso Johnson again was in the electric bass chair. Chester Thompson was playing drums on that track. Uh, Alex Acuna was playing congas and percussion. So, yeah, this is the album where Jaco Pistorius, uh, you know, emerges on two tracks of the seven tracks here uh, as part of the band. And uh, it's really loaded with a bunch of great tunes. Uh, of course, the title track, the, the you know, of the tune Black Market is one of Weather Report's better known tunes by far. Uh, you've got Barbary Coast, which Jocko comes in as with writing credits. He he writes his song. Um, Joe Zavino also writes a tune uh, penned to his mentor and his former boss, Cannonball Adderley, with the song Cannonball, who just passed away a few months before this album was recorded. So... Uh, yeah, it's a very poignant album, but it's very funky and it's very beautiful. It's all those things wrapped up into one. And Elegant People is one of the best tracks, in my opinion, on that album. And with that said, that's a great segue into another point that I wanted to bring up. You know, here in recent years, there's been uh, a little bit that's actually been written about the band Weather Report. And there is a beautiful, beautiful book uh, I cannot stress enough that anybody who's interested in this music needs to read. It's called, the book's called Elegant People. That's why I said it was a perfect segue. The book's called Elegant People, and it's written by Kurt Bianchi, who uh, ran for years an online uh, discography website based on the whole Weather Report band. And he took the liberty of getting in touch with all these former members and, you know, recording their responses to various questions and things and he wrote this like 400 page book and it's called Elegant People the His a history of the band weather report and Peter Erskine even wrote the foreword it's just fantastic I, I i could not put this book down when i when i started reading it it was truly um, it gave a backstory to Joe Zavino. It gave a backstory to Wayne Shorter, their time with Miles, how they started this band together, and all of the, the twists and turns this band took. So, I'll tell you what, if you are interested, please check out that book. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. All right, moving on to our third set. We've got some great music coming up, so don't you go anywhere. We are spotlighting the late, great Wayne Shorter with his time with Weather Report here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Hell yeah. Three awesome tracks in that last set. All right, so let's break it down. The very first track we heard was a tune called Harlequin, which was written by Wayne Shorter and featured on the 1977 classic album Heavy Weather by Weather Report. Featuring Manolo Bandrena on the percussion, Alex Acuna on the drums, Jaco Pastorius on the electric, fretless electric bass, Joe Zavinul on keyboards, and the great Wayne Shorter on saxophones. And Wayne Shorter, I said, uh, penned that tune, but the following tune, which is on the exact same album, A Remark You Made, was actually written by Joe Zavinul. Now, why did I include that? Well, to me, that was one of the first real Wayne Shorter solos that I could latch on to with my young, young ears at the time. And I just remember thinking, like, how beautiful this, this tune really is. I mean, this is melodicism and lyricism on an instrument personified. And the thing about it is apparently I wasn't alone in thinking that because that is truly one of my favorite Wayne Shorter solos. Now, I know you can pinpoint this one from Miles and that one from Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, etc., but that solo is one of my favorite Wayne Shorter solos. And I'm not alone, and it's nice to receive kind of confirmation the older you get because the jazz vocalese artist, Kurt Elling, um, and if you're not familiar with vocalese, here's a crash course. It's actually taking instrumental jazz solos and pinning words to the exact solos so that vocalists can sing the solos, these classic solos, with words that they've written to them. Uh, and Kurt Elling is a master at that um, in the modern day sense. And one of the tracks that he uh, chose to pin words to was this exact solo by Wayne Shorter and it's uh, he changed the title to from a remark you made to time to say goodbye and it's from his blue note album a man in the air and it's just it, it's gorgeous and he actually hits everything that Wayne does in the entire song and I knew that solo by heart so I, I was really stupefied and stunned when Kurt Elling did that um, but I, I included that one, even though it's not a shorter original, because Wayne is just so hyper melodic on it. And there's going to be a few more instances like that in this particular episode. But don't forget that this band was co-led by Wayne Shorter. So this is kind of his first foray into leading his kind of own long-term group, not just a studio group, right? but a touring band. And because he had been a part of Art Blakey and the Janice Messengers, he was a member of the Miles Davis Second Great Quintet. He was uh, part of that whole ushering with Miles into the fusion era. But this is the first band that he led or co-led with Joe Zavino. So he had ultimate kind of executive decisions with Zavino in this band over any and all things. Um, so yeah, there you go. And then, uh, to close out this set, 
we heard a track. If you're going in order, one, two, three, four, five of all of these um, spotlight episodes, then th- you, you've already heard this tune before, but in a, an acoustic sense. Uh, we heard Pinocchio that Wayne originally had written for the Miles Davis second great quintet. But in this sense, he took it to Weather Report off of their 1978 album, Mr. Gone, which was also one of his nicknames, by the way. Um, but yeah, he, he brought this old, older tune that he wrote for Miles, Pinocchio, into Weather Report, and he, Joe Zavinu on acoustic piano, Oberheim bass, uh, Jaco Pastorius on the electric bass, and the great Peter Erskine blazed through this song. It's I think it's only a little over two minutes long and way faster than what he ever played it with Miles. And it was just it, super intense. And uh, I'll, this is one of my favorite versions of Pinocchio. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's from this 1978 album, Mr. Gone, which I think only received like one or two stars from Downbeat at the time. And it... it Joe Zavinal absolutely went bad shit over that. And, um, yeah. And so if you want to read that, those kind of stories, uh, that is a great segue into this other thing that I'm going to plug. Uh, there is a great book called No Beethoven, an autobiography and chronicle of weather report written by the drummer that we just heard on that last track, the one and only Peter Erskine in which he talks about these wonderful stories and, and quotes and instances. So if you want to hear all the dirty details about Zavinul losing his mind over that downbeat report on this album, which was totally undeserved because it's a wonderful album, um, you can read all about it in Peter Erskine's book, No Beethoven. But I'm just going to give you a couple of snippets here. There was one story... Uh, in which their manager, Brian, um, was told to not let anybody onto the stage area, you know, except for him, the members of the band, and the crew. And, you know, they were back, they were back on the bus, and everybody was drinking and having a good time after the, the show was over. And Brian says, so guess what happened while you guys were playing? And Zavinul says, with gusto, because he's feeling, you know, Total machismo at this point with a coming off of a wonderful performance. Zavinul says with gusto, tell us, Brian, and takes another sip of whatever they're drinking. And Brian says, well, you remember how we had to close off the side of the stage to everyone but the crew? And this, of course, was not the hard was not hard to remember since the concert was just a few hours prior. So uh, this security guard comes up to me and says, hey, I'm having a problem with some guy who refuses to leave the backstage area. And so he takes me to where this guy is standing, and I go up to him and politely offer, Excuse me, sir, but I'm certain that you'll enjoy the show much more from out front. And this guy says, I want to listen to Joe and Peter from right here. So I say, Well, I'm sorry, but no one is allowed to stand here, and so I'll ask you again if you would please leave this backstage area and find yourself a seat out front. Zavinul is loving this at this point, and the band's road manager is kicking the ass of some jerk while the band is kicking the audience's ass. 
All of this seemed perfectly right to Joe. And so, with the blessing and encouragement of him, he says, Go on, Brian! And smile, and continues to smile. Our road manager continues and says, And so this guy says, Do you know who I am? <laughs> this is met by guffaws from Joe and the band, as we love the pomposity of this apparent idiot meeting the irresistible force of our ass-kicking road manager, who was, for visual clarity's sake, a fairly short fellow. But Brian goes on. No, I don't know who you are. And this guy says, I'm Mel Lewis. And so I say, at this point, I look over at Joe, I being Peter Erskine, look over at Joe in a panic, and he looks stricken as though someone has just poisoned his drink. But Brian doesn't notice, and he merrily goes on and says, Oh, yeah? Well, who's Mel Lewis? <laughs> Joe looks really sick, but there's no stopping Brian. And so he says, if I can't stand here and listen to Joe and Peter, then my band is not going to go on. And I say, sir, I really don't give a good goddamn whether your band goes on or not. By now, it's really apparent how much damage has been done. Brian laughs at the end of his story, and the bus lounge gets really quiet. He looks around with a kind of, uh, what happened? Look. And no one says much else for the rest of the trip, except for maybe a soft muttered, God damn it, from Joe as he shakes his head in disbelief. This was on a Sunday. Joe spent all of the next night at the Village Vanguard where Mel Lewis's band was playing, apologizing to Mel Lewis and staying out of respect to hear the music instead of doing whatever Zavanul might have normally done on a night off in New York City. So, this is a great story. And there is another great story, where there, a much shorter story, where there's a road tech uh, who just generally is trying to load up the bus and, and ask Wayne, Hey, Wayne, what time is the, uh, the sound check tonight? To which Wayne, being Wayne response i mean what it, what what it, exactly what is time you know i mean the we're, we're just we're all swirling out here in in, in a galaxy you know in, in the milky way and and so at this point in time like the row manager just looks like what the hell did i just ask and zavinul sees what's going on and he taps the guy on the shoulder he goes 7:30 never ask Wayne shit like that <laughs> so <laughs> there you go um, and finally, a couple of uh, more quotable Zavinol quotes here. I can play more than both those motherfuckers with one hand tied behind my back. I have the greatest ears in the history of music, greater than Mozart's. If you ever play like that motherfucker again, we'll kill you. If I hear you play that beat again, I will have to kill myself. I don't give a fuck if he's nice. I ask, how does the motherfucker play? <laughs> so you can read all of these things uh, that I just read and so, so much more uh, in the book No Beethoven by Peter Erskine as, as Chronicle on the Band Weather Report. It's one of my favorite books as well. Uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic album. So, all right, fantastic book. So, 
We got one more set coming at you on this part three spotlight of a five-part spotlight on the late, great jazz master, Wayne Shorter. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Wayne Shorter Tribute here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
Oh, my God. 
All right. Whew. Three really great tunes. Don't roll your eyes. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain. So the very first tune that we heard in that last set was a tune called Dream Clock, actually written by Zavinul, not Wayne, off of their 1980 album Night Passage. It's a it's a great album. It has the exact same. Uh, it's the same album that has uh, Three Views of a Secret by Jaco Pastorius on there, and of course it features. Um, Jaco Pastorius on bass, Peter Erskine on the drums, Robert Thomas Jr. on hand drums, Joe Zavinu on keyboards, and Wayne Shorter on the saxophone. And I picked that tune because uh, that is also one of my favorite Wayne Shorter Weather Report solos. I've, I've shared this with, with some other saxophone friends. Um, I remember uh, sitting out on the, on, the, on the deck listening to some music one summer with my, my friend, Brother Keith. And I was saying that to me, it just sounds like the skies part at the crest of that solo, that saxophone solo in, in Dream Clock. And it's not a big weather report song. It's not one that a lot of people talk about, but I just love it. So, yeah, I wanted to share that with y'all. And then in the middle of the set, we heard Plaza Real from the 1983 weather report album Procession which features a new lineup. Jose Rossi on percussion and concertina, Victor Bailey on the bass, Omar Hakim on the drums, Joe Zavino on keyboards, and Wayne Shorter on tenor and soprano saxophones and the composer of that piece. Um, that piece he would revisit later on in his career, but it was it, it, it's a classic Wayne Shorter tune. Yeah, so... And then we ended with, yes, what I'm sure some people will call like, oh, really? You wanted to end with Birdland? That's so campy. But there's actually a reason for it. you got to give me a little bit more credit than that. So from Kurt Bianchi's book, here's the thing. Joe Zavino won a scholarship through Downbeat to study at the Berklee College of Music in 1958. That is 20 years Almost 20 years to the day. Uh, almost 20 years before he wrote Birdland. But the very first stop, stop that he made when he got off the boat in, in New York was at Birdland before he traveled up by train to, to Boston. So he got a job with Maynard Ferguson and this young, young band. And Maynard arranged for Joe to obtain his green card, and which allowed him to live and work in the United States permanently because he basically he, he quit Berkeley in order to, to start gigging. Um... With his immigration status assured, this is from Kurt Bianchi's book, Elegant People, Zavino quickly began to assimilate into the city's jazz community, New York City, and frequent the clubs, especially Birdland. One night, he ran into Booker Little, a trumpet player who died at the age of 23, and a young saxophonist out of New Jersey who was just creating a stir. He was known to some as the Newark Flash. His name was Wayne Shorter. So that tune, even though it was written by Zavinul, and even though it is a highly, 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 highly commercially successful tune, is very ingrained and important to both Joe and Wayne. So, yeah, it's a special tune when you kind of know that info. So there you go. Anyway, certainly hope you have enjoyed 
this episode, part three of our five-part spotlight into the late, great Wayne Shorter's jazz legacy. And hopefully you dug some, some of the songs that we played. And if you didn't know all of them, maybe we turned you on to some new ones. Remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Amazon Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Tune, what is it, Podbean, TuneIn, all that stuff. We are there, so feel free to share it with anybody that you think would dig it. Um, also, check out our website if you want all the information for all of these tracks and artwork in the order in which they're played. Dr. Jazz Podcast website is drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com In the famous words of Duke Ellington, thank you for listening. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. And we do love you madly. Until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust.